Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to the American Outlaws podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stiverins. <laughs> we welcome my lovely co host. <laughs> you want to start or? Hey guys, we're back. <laughs> Just really uh, mm. recuperating, mm. licking our wounds. A lot of wounds to be licked. <laughs> Not to mention my peeling forehead from playing oh, 81 really holes am. of golf this weekend I over the forest. you were balding. I had nothing to do, so I locked myself on the golf course. <laughs> How'd you do? Really good. I mean, to play 81 holes, if you're playing bad, it would be a lot more difficult. Now, usually they go 18, am I right? Yes. Yes. I played 81. So did... Are you dyslexic or did you actually play 81? No, I actually played 81. That's a shoot? great question, though. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> I just want to warn you, I'm... Um... That giant joke you just heard was from my co-host, <laughs> Corey, personal best Donahue. <laughs> Are you personal referring best. to my uh, run that I went for just now? He has many personal bests, but his run tonight was a PR. <coughs> In the running world, that means 12 minutes... <laughs> It's been a crazy to month. To run 0.8 miles. <laughs> it's been a crazy month for all U.S. fans, particularly this U.S. fan. I went to a lot of games. I didn't have a whole lot of time to, you know, eat right, exercise, sleep, lick my wounds. So That's a pretty good start. I don't know. And I got a soccer tournament this weekend, so I've been trying to get back in shape. So I went for a 0.8-mile run for 12 minutes. That's not bad. I didn't think that That's was enough that time to take a nap. <laughs> It's like a brisk walk. I thought so. I didn't think it was that bad, but you guys seem to make fun of me. Clearly. I'm going to warn you. I got, um, I'm got. i going without tape over the on button tonight for the first time ever. We've got this new flashy <laughs> headphone mixer, so Get- we should hear you drop out if, if uh, you oh, hit yeah, the button. That's true. Anyway, we're back. Let's step this up a little bit. Come on. Let's knock this bitch Come off. Come on. We're not dead. The team's not completely dead. <laughs> There's still some life. There's... There's new guys. There's fuck, man. You have, fuck. Do you have any of those new guys written down? I can't think of Oh, that. my God. We should ask Kyle Martino that later if he knows any new guys. Absolutely. Our special guest tonight, Mr. Martino's joining us again. No one's been to more games lately than old Kyle. Old Kyle. If you've been to an airport, you've seen him, I think. Flipping around the country. Him and JP. Deflecting one way, deflecting the other. <laughs> They've both been in the mixer. <laughs> for the month of June. Some mustard on that cross. <laughs> I like anyway, that. how was everybody's Gold Cup experience? Anybody have uh, a good experience? I had some good experiences. I don't know about you guys. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, some good and some bad. I mean, you do what you can. I guess. <sighs> I do you think that two U.S. games just got announced, two friendlies to finish the year up? Oh, yeah, I heard that. Do you think at the Home Depot Center... Against Costa Rica, that they'll do the U.S. lineups in Mexican, Spanish, <laughs> in Mexican. I don't know. I would. Uh, I that, would assume so, since now do they speak Spanish in Costa Rica. Well, it's in California. Oh, so I would assume they would just do all the post-game stuff and the pre-game stuff in Spanish. Well, yeah, it makes sense to me because it's a concacaf friendly. That makes sense. Yeah, and they should ship in one-sided flags too. They're Concacaf. Yeah, that's perfect. Don't know if you noticed that, but they had one-sided flags at the stadiums. Hmm, pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, not many people noticed. I wouldn't have noticed, but someone showed it to me. I didn't. 
That's the first and only thing I've ever heard of wrong with CONCACAF. Been, uh, <laughs> it's too bad, you know? Or U.S. Soccer now, they were in general. Yeah. yeah. That's, been, well, that's not a U.S. soccer that's bad. That's great. That's, that's a Jack bad. Jack and Jack Warner. We should all go around the table and say our favorite things we're going to miss about Jack Warner. <laughs> Does anyone have any? Um, I miss that he brought... find the, some cricket sounds? I don't know. The chance to... I the, miss... The chance to play at Trinidad and Tobago? I mean, maybe we'll still get one, That's what but I was probably not. Was, not a friendly, anyway. I miss the fact that... We'll have to get really lucky. Jack Warner visits England, and then a month later, England announces a friendly trip to Trinidad, and they <laughs> never leave, because everyone play, pays whatever to get England to come play, but they never leave England, and oh, man. That's pretty amazing. Gotta love it. Love Jack. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> a great guy. <sighs> I don't know, man. I... I this is tough to do. I know. It really is. <laughs> I mean, where do you go? You don't have many redeeming things coming up. No. We got those games, but uh, that game, that that loss really hurt. When we were up 2 nothing, did anyone really think, like, wow, we're really going to do it to them? We really got it. No. Like, no, the entire time I knew that we were I was just, treading very lightly. Does it make me a bad fan to just say the whole time, just be thinking, how are we going to fuck this up? Because we no, know exactly. we're going to. No, that's, I, that's not a bad fan at all. It just That's what it felt like the whole way through the Gold Cup. Realistically. Getting smashed by Panama. A lot of people say, oh, Wando missed that sitter and this and that. They beat us that game. No, Wando missed that sitter. Did you see that? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, we, Corey, Corey, We Corey. dominated them the second time we played them, though, for the most part. Yeah. I don't know. We we played really good against Jamaica too. Yeah, if we could only get two chances at every Concacaf opponent, <laughs> be great. That would be great. <laughs> you know, we'd beat Guadeloupe two to zero next time. That would have been so. Oh, I think we had what a joke. Dempsey yeah. missed that sitter, <laughs> five or six of them. Yeah, he sure did. Dempsey was great this tournament, though. Ridiculous. I like this hype. We'll talk about that later. The best thing Dempsey did during this tournament was that Modelo commercial, and you know it. I just saw that for the first time. What do you think? Thoughts? It's great. It's beautiful. It's really well produced. It's. Um, <laughs> I didn't think that at all. See, now I thought it looked really <laughs> shitty. Yeah. It looked like a high school commercial. But you're saying that you think it's very oh, professional. Man. Well done. Should we just go through this mailbag? A lot of it obviously has to deal with the Gold Cup. Yeah, yeah. Start it up. Soap check secured. Do you think Lehigh will be a starter for us throughout World Cup qualifying? Yes. I'd say yes. I thought he was good. Yeah, I, I th- thought he was great. I thought him and Freddie Adu... As far as the youngsters were the best players out there. I caught a lot of shit on Twitter for saying that I thought he looked good. I mean, he's young and he makes mistakes, but... He was forced to then play right back in the final because old Borny can only play on the left and it's fucking terrible. I don't don't know what you're talking about. See, I thought Bornstein played good. God. (laughs) This is... (laughs) If it wasn't hard enough, this is getting (laughs) a lot tougher. I should mention that I bought a podcasting 101 handbook (laughs) and it says, provide controversies. (laughs) Always disagree. (laughs) Agreeing does not make for good podcasting. So, yeah, I think Bob Bradley's uh, great, doing a great job, man for the job. Bornstein's uh, player of the tournament. Um, Bob Bradley, man. <laughs> What's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. We should talk about that. You want to talk about that now? I mean, now that Sunil has taken a hot, steamy Ziggy Schmidt all over his chest, <laughs> like, <laughs> what? what the fuck is going on over there in Chicago? <laughs> You know, <sighs> I don't remember who was telling me this, but Ziggy Schmidt would be good. Jason Kreiss would be, be great. fucking perfect right now. Would he not? 
He knows U.S. soccer. He might have a little bit, you know, too big of a head. Was it Joey, in. our new AO Omaha guy that was that I was talking with us about Brunken? Give me a yes or no. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jason Christ, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. young guy, mm-hmm. American, knows it in and out. Uh, I disagree. He's not American. I'm supposed to disagree with everything. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. uh, oh, crap. He is American. Uh, look at the depth he has at Real Salt Lake. One of the most impressive runs ever for an MLS team that I can remember anyway. Well, it is the best ever. Yeah. Getting to that final. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Just amazing. Uh, I don't know. I get a gut feeling on him. Like, like I go gut feeling usually. And uh, with Jason Christ, I got a positive gut feeling. Uh I don't know, Bob Bradley, I always I always think he's doing a good enough job, but I don't know. I'm getting a gut feeling now that we might need to, or, or we'd be better off moving out. We never will. No. Sunil's no. Um, not the type. God. <laughs> the guy. There's no, I mean. There's not really any chance of him moving, I mean, of changing anything, unless we don't qualify. Or... Uh, if we get to a point where we have a chance of not qualifying, but even then he's not going to do it. So the team's pretty bad right now. That's why I kind of love it that that everyone's talking about Bob Bradley, whether he should be in there or shouldn't he. And I don't even know why we're talking about it because there's zero chance that he won't be. You don't think so? But we should ask Kyle Martino about it. We should. We should. <laughs> I think there's he's no reason get... to debate it, but we might as well debate it. I think he's going to get his ass canned. Bob? I think that big bald head is getting shipped off. Why is that? You think he just jokes around too much and needs to be a little more serious? Yeah, I think he's just too bubbly on the sideline and um, <laughs> too worried about what he's wearing. You know, it's yeah, his post game <laughs> remarks or it's too circus. too revealing. Probably <laughs> it's probably what you'd say in the biz. He's such an open book, like, right? Ugh, it just drives me nuts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, why should he stay? Bean Mace on Twitter. Why should Bob stay as U.S. Men's National Team coach? Now, is he talking from Bob's perspective or from our perspective? I guess he's saying from Well, Bob's. Bob would like a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's that. Yeah. Well, he was going to go Which to Which is a good reason for Bob. <laughs> so what's a good reason for you as a supporter? Why should he uh, say? Well, let me look at my positives I wrote down. <laughs> he knows the ins and outs. Is that a T-chart? <laughs> it is. Wow, actually. it's, wow, it's one-sided. <laughs> it's a little It's a little right-heavy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One thing, he has been through an entire qualifying campaign, so he knows what it's like to go down to Costa Rica, to go down to uh, Belize, I believe. Is that so does Jason Christ. Yeah, but not in a... I guess you're right. He does Probably do more hostile. Yeah, maybe, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Similar, of a similar taste. Because okay. he played at the same stadium, right? Point, kind of point. Sure did. Uh... I don't know, but that's a huge thing. Like, there's there's a lot of shit you deal with in CONCACAF. Can you imagine, like, a Capello coming here and going down to, like, Costa Rica and being in that, like, piss-ridden stadium where the, the like, ceiling is shaking while you're trying to give your halftime talk? He wouldn't be wearing that suit. Maybe that's why Bob wears the track suit. <laughs> Just does like, get pissed thrown yeah. on him. He doesn't want to ruin his suit. Easy change. <laughs> Easy wash. <laughs> no dry cleaning. What about his... Uh, Here's another reason for Bob to stay. He's got a pretty impressive record. If you look at over the years, Decent. he came in interim, uh, won the con- or won the uh, gold cup 2007, which was impressive. 2008. Uh, I don't. I don't want to go year by year because my memory is not that good. But I mean, yeah, I was just going to say if we were a professional qualified. podcast, I would like to see <laughs> the actual statistics on like teams in the top 40, what his record is. Right. That would be interesting. 
Because I guarantee you, it's absolute sh- just fucking terrible. You don't think it's be that good? No. A two-goal lead to Mexico, a two-goal lead to Brazil, a 4-0 thrashing to Spain, anything in the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, how about finishing first in the group for the first time ever? I guess so. Who did we beat? Algeria. We tied England in a World Cup. That was the game we won. We tied England in a World Cup. Robert Green tied England in a World Cup. Jeez, negative Nance. Well, man, it's just (laughs) defeating. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I can tell that. Well, cheer me up. Well, cheer me up. Give me something it's good. Not easy to do. <laughs> USA Football Twenty One American Allies. Which players deserve a starting role based on their Gold Cup performance? Um, I would say Terundolo, but he's going to be old by the time qualifying comes around again. Terundolo yeah. is our best player of that tournament. He was the best. Yeah. No, no, even think. No, there's no way to it. even debate it because when he went out, we collapsed. We that were gone. Flat back line is just fucking God, terrible. Shit, awful. Yeah, I think Freddie Dude deserves at least a few more. I mean, we might as well see him play. Yeah, he oh, did nothing but great definitely. things in the tournament once he came in. Right, he didn't play that much, so he got to play like, two games. But yeah, he was good when he came on. Bornstein was really good when he came on. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Bradley had a pretty good tournament, if I remember right. Uh, Donovan was pretty much crap. Dempsey was really, really good. That was a bright spot. Yeah, that, that was a bright spot for me, actually, honestly, because Dempsey showed a lot of heart and like he's usually kind of a you know, I don't know, doesn't really care. Do you think it's like that old Mallrats joke though? Just too little, too late for Dempsey. What's what's the old Mallrats joke? I don't. Oh well, that. the punchline is then he goes, "Why well, you you said it was a good size?" <laughs> but we do a lot of mall rats jokes yeah we do i don't know i don't know why that is it's still relevant today. but dempsey you know he never really cared because he just knew that he had a spot in the team and now is he just getting to that point where he had to actually step up and play i don't i thought he was great the whole tournament don't get me wrong i think he's taking like a leadership role i think like yeah he's realized that he's good enough especially when donovan got his ass sat yeah dempsey stepped up yeah maybe maybe had a little scare in him i doubt it i mean Bob's never going to sit him, but... Or scare anybody. <laughs> Unless it's your ratings for a, your ratings for an interview. He scares <laughs> us right off, doesn't he? A willing participant in an interview. <laughs> yeah. Scare the shit out of them. Uh, I got... You want to hear the, my, my uh, other side of my T-chart? I, I just want to hear anything, man. Well, this is more negativity. <laughs> you want some more of that? Yes. You yes. load up the old conveyor belt. I haven't had enough in my life. Uh, Bob is not a good motivator. And when, you're a, and when you're a national team coach, for me, half of it is getting the most out of your players. Because you see them for like a few weeks a year, maybe. So you're not right. going to like bring skill to them very much. Like you'll bring a work ethic and you'll bring like... You'll try to get the most out of him. Bob's garbage at that recently anyway. And uh, that kind of worries me. And the other thing that worries me about him is that I think the big name players like your Dempsey's and your Donovan's mm-hmm. who are kind of bigger. They're bigger than Bob and kind of right. bigger than the program to an extent or could be. They don't. We don't want him to act like it. Don't fear Bob and like aren't going to play for him because he's so boring and like, I don't know. I don't know. I can just see that happening like when... Uh, Jose Mourinho left uh, Chelsea, and all the big names loved him. Then he left, and they went to shit because they didn't like anyone who came after him. Right, with the exact same team. Oh, yeah, or Liverpool when they brought in Hodgson. I don't like talking about the English Premier League, but uh, yeah. when they brought in Hodgson, and Hodgson reminds me a lot of Bob Bradley. 
and like the big name guys don't play for him because uh he's just boring yeah <laughs> and like it's simple as that he's like all right bring out the 5v2 let's do it and like set up the diamond d and let's run 500 <laughs> drills you know i don't know that's that's my biggest worry about him right now let's ask these questions to kyle Let's get Mr. Martino on the on the You think he can perk us up? On the old bullhorn. Alright, let's do it. Alright. We are back. The American Outlaws podcast joined by our special guest, two-time remaining champion of the American Outlaws podcast, Kyle Martino. What's up, Kyle? What's going on, fellas? Hey, man. Thanks for joining us again. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. You know, I feel, I feel like I've been uh, out of the mix. It's good to get fresh again. Good. <laughs> well, yeah, we were uh, sitting here debating more um, drowning in our sorrows of Gold Cup action. Give us uh, give us a great moment for you out of the Gold Cup uh, through your through your travels with the U.S. team. A great moment, a highlight. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say uh, aside from um, from a certain American Outlaw member saving me from having to sleep on the street in Dallas, hey. I would say the other highlight. <laughs> the other highlight would be uh, a Josie Altador goal. I thought that was. Uh, that was a pretty sweet moment in a beautiful stadium. Uh, you know, seeing, seeing it for the first time, a stadium that's going to have many more big moments in American soccer, and to have a, a big moment like that with an unbelievable goal from Josie Altidore in a moment that you knew he needed it and the U.S. needed it was, uh, was definitely one of the highlights. God, yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw a U.S. player score from outside the box. Can you, Zach, can you even think of one? I, I can't even think that back that far. I think Dempsey's technically was, but it wasn't a... Oh. Joe Lazzo like that one, but DMT's <laughs> yeah. in the World Cup, I'm saying. But So what are some other uh, positives looking forward, Kyle? Like, who are some players that you think are going to kind of come, th- that you see coming through to bring U.S. to the next level? Because I kind of feel like we're in a, a lull right now, and we're getting aging players. Um, do you see anyone coming through that's going to kind of revitalize us in the near future? Yeah, you know, I would say the I would say the, the play of guys that we you know already know that the U.S. has been counting on, like Clint Dempsey and Stuart Holden, guys that have sort of uh, brought in their game to an even higher level than, than they uh, than they did when they first hit the scene is one way that the U.S. is going to start getting to that next level. But yeah. the, it's definitely one of those turning points now where there's a lot of veterans that are going to be out of the mix and on that cusp of not being in the uh, in the desired age range to perform at the international level. Um, and there's young guys that have come on and really shown some bright spots. I think Eric Lehigh is one that comes right, right to mind. Yeah. His, uh, his Gold Cup performance was, I thought, very impressive and uh, one that should put him 
in the uh, the front of everyone's mind going forward to uh, you know to be able to contribute and be able to handle big moments in huge games. And then uh, I was impressed with Bedoya. I thought he had a great tournament. You know, I've seen him play. I've seen him play well in, in games that weren't necessarily high pressured against uh, talented teams, and uh, I think he consistently performed through the tournament to show that he's a guy that's going to be in the mix. And uh, you know, a few bright spots from Aguadero as well. And I think he's still young; he needs to be a little, a little more seasoned, and MLS will help him out in that. And uh, you know, I think he definitely has a lot of the the uh, skill set to be a big-time goal scorer for the uh, U.S. going forward. Yeah, you mentioned a, a couple really interesting things there. Lehigh um, playing at the level that he played at, um, you know, with with really a, a tough schedule. I think the Gold Cup is probably one of the toughest schedules to play at that level yeah. um, as far as time in between games and, and high-pressure situations. Travel. And travel and, and a huge country to, to, you know, skip around on. I, th- I thought he was fantastic. And then you mentioned Stu Holden where – you know, it's a really shitty thing for me to say, but I, you know, forgot about Stu Holden. We forget that in his time in, in um, you know, the Premiership last year before the injury, he led the league in tackles. I mean, we missed that in the midfield extremely bad. Especially against Mexico, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we definitely missed him. And, um, you know, Stu Holden coming back will will we'll be one thing that will definitely help uh, the, the U.S. team moving forward. But, you know, you mentioned the performance over this tournament, how difficult it is. That's the funny part about leading up the World Cups is, you know, you, you have to be able to test players in this format with, you know, with very little time in between games to recover and, you know, traveling around and all the different venues and, and you know, the pressure of the, those situations is night and day compared to just flying in for one friendly, you know. Yeah. You, you could have a player that can fly in and just perform lights out for, for every friendly he gets called into, but seeing a player perform over a tournament format is the true test on whether or not a player can be counted on uh, in a World Cup. And Steve Trundle. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. What, do, what, do, what about Freddie Adu for you, Kyle? Um, what, if you're Freddie Adu's agent, what, what's Freddie's next move? Like, uh, and, and, how, and how does he fit in with the U.S. team in the future? Yeah. Well, if I'm Freddie Adu's agent, um, I thank my lucky stars that I still have a job with the fact that I'm falling off the bat. Right. Uh, if, that was, if that was my agent, I probably would have fired him a while ago. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, Freddie, Freddie uh, you know, the, the great thing about the Freddie Adu situation is, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, we, we still have a very talented soccer player, and it shows us that we need to be a little more careful when we try to overhype a player when they come out and they're young and think they're going to be the next you know, gift to soccer in America. And that was the big problem with Freddie, is I think the expectations uh, were just so inflated and blown out of proportion that there was no way he could live up to them. You know, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't who we were hoping he was going to be, but that being said, under shooting the expectations, he's still a good soccer player because we were comparing him to friggin' Pele. You know? yeah, so right. I, I think once once the expectations were managed and he came in and showed uh, showed in a situation where nothing was nothing was coming into the camp, nothing was expected of him. You know, no one thought he'd come in and perform well and, yeah. and excite and be the starter wearing the ten, running around the field, you know, flicking the ball over people's heads. So when he came in and just played 
to his ability and made all the right decisions on the ball and showed that he has that flair, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to win or lose you a game on every touch. He's a good player, and then I think he's definitely proved that he should be back in the mix moving forward. Absolutely. Zach and I were talking about earlier about uh, Bob Bradley, and I don't think anyone thinks he's going anywhere. And, you know, we're going to support him because he's in there, but... Do you feel like Bob Bradley is the guy right now, or do you do you think we would be better off with someone else at this moment? Um, you know, my my gut tells me that I don't think Bob Bradley is the right guy, and I I said that after the World Cup, and um, you know, it, it has nothing to do with Bob Bradley being a bad coach. I think Bob Bradley is a very good soccer coach. Um, I think it has to do with what that decision that, that U.S. soccer made to, to continue on with Bob Bradley does. And what I think it did is it, it, it kind of depreciated uh, one of the most coveted positions in the world when it comes to soccer, which is the head coach of the U.S. national team. To be able to get a second term as a head coach for a top 20 international team is one of the most difficult things in the world to yeah. do. I mean, it, 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 when you think of soccer, that's such a hard thing to accomplish. Only two coaches in this past World Cup coached that same national team in the previous World Cup. So this is something that barely ever happens. It's extremely rare. Right. So I figured to get a second term, you must do something great, not good. You have to take the team further than it's ever gone before in order to warrant getting a new term. And I think Bob Bradley had a good World Cup when it comes to head coaches, but he didn't do anything great. Everything that was expected of the team pretty much happened. And, yeah. you know, we're two minutes away from it being one of the most disappointing World Cups of all time. Right. And you know, I think the big thing when I say that I, I don't know if he's the right guy right now is I think we've seen uh, in several situations that, the, that in very big pressured moments, he can tend to be erratic and overcoach a little bit. Um, you know, I think during the World Cup with that old Ricardo Clark move, mm-hmm. that's one example of oh, it. Yeah. And then yep. during this during this one, um, you know, with the moves to change, change the whole lineup around right before Mexico, and then the move to bring on uh, Bornstein and switch him and Lee, you know, I think there's just moments where he tends to overcoach a little bit. And, um you know, there are, there are coaches all around the world that deal with, deal with so much pressure from the media and so much crazy situations because of the level that soccer has always been in their culture. But American coaches really aren't used to handling that pressure. And when they get criticized or when things are going on in the press, they get really sensitive. And um, it affects the way that they, that they coach. It affects the way that they manage a team. And you know, when Bob Bradley's in his wheelhouse in Major League Soccer, he's untouchable. He's an unbelievable coach, and everyone knows that. But in the huge world scale, when the situation has that much pressure on it, sometimes, you know, you don't see Bob make his best decision. Do you relate a lot of that back to Bruce Arena and his run in 2002 and then collapsing in 2006 and, um, you know, then settling into, you know, more of a, you know, coach or, or just kind of an overseer kind of role? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good precedent. Uh, that's a really good example because in that, in, that, in that precedent, you look at a coach who did something great and was awarded the next term um, for taking the team further than they've ever gone before. Right. And then you saw in that situation, 
he didn't deal with the stress very well, and he'd be the first to admit it. You know, the situations with Demarcus Beasley, and yep. you know, the, I, I I was coached uh, by Bruce when I was in with the U.S. national team, and if there was one thing, it was he was always uh, capable of getting the best out of his players and handling personalities. But Bruce is better than any coach I've ever had at that. And during that World Cup, if that 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 thing that was his pillar of strength, one of his best qualities started to crumble a little bit, and, I, and it's a testament to how much pressure is on a coach in those specific situations, and not only does eight years get a little stagnant and, and become too much time with these personalities and in that super uh, hypersensitive situation, but um, you know, there's, there's coaches that end up, especially if they're American coaches, that aren't used to those environments day in and day out, just like players are it ends up affecting them. And you see it mm-hmm. when players don't play over in Europe. They play in Major League Soccer that have trouble in these high-pressured situations. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of leadership, do you do you think Bocanegra is is uh, doing a good job as captain? Because I see us blow these leads in these huge games like against Brazil, against uh, Mexico in the final. Um, and I don't know. For me, that falls down to leadership. And uh, I don't know. Do you think that, that uh, Bocanegra is the right guy for the job right now? And, and do you think – blowing these leads falls on leadership and falls to Bocanegra in that situation? Yeah, you know, I I, um, I played with Los uh, in, in the league a little bit and uh, with the national team, and, you know, that sort of insight makes it a little easier for me to make this statement because I think objectively it's a hard one to make based on, you know, the, the examples you were just giving. But I know he's a great leader. He's... Um, He's an unbelievable locker room guy. He battles every single day in training, gives you everything he can in games. And I think some of the uh, some of the games where things have completely fallen apart and the wheels have fallen off in the back, I don't I don't think the finger can be pointed at him in those situations. You know, uh, the the Shrundalo one being the latest one. Um, I think that was just too much to ask of a back four to have to deal with the situation that, that happened. And I think yeah. the conversation ends up being more of one of a lack of defensive depth than having the wrong captain, because I definitely think Carlos is the right guy. Well, and it kills me to say this, but Mexico is a top, top-class team. They, oh, they look good. I mean, they are <laughs> fast and young, which is something that I think we're lacking right now is, is age and, and speed. Yeah, and I think what happens is um, you're absolutely right. The problem after this game was, you know, the United States giving up a 2-0 lead and how disappointing it was and all of the problems and, you know, let's point fingers at all of the issues. But, you know, not too many people stopped and said, listen, this is the best Mexico team we've ever seen. And yeah. I, I, uh, I had dinner with uh, some of the guys on the team afterwards to catch up with them and, you know, just kind of rap a little bit and tried to not talk too much ball. But it came out a couple times that those guys sat around and just said, dude, those guys were good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. I got one real, one last serious question for you. Uh, was winning the Schlitz chugging contest against AOKC does not stop the top moment in your life or just like top three in Kansas? <laughs> well, City? I, it, it's probably it's probably going to be right underneath having my first child and, and <laughs> right above rookie of the year. <laughs> that was the right answer. Do you That's mean, what I have on my paper, Kyle? Do you mean rookie of the year, the movie about the Cubs pitcher? <laughs> Or, yeah, yeah, that has that, that arm problem and his pendant gets tight. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We're, that's, that's, we're all on the same page then. That's what I thought. 
Well, congratulations, Kyle, on a on a killer tournament. Uh, I don't know; it ended badly, but it went really well. And uh, yeah, best of luck in the future, Kyle. We know uh, you're out there kicking ass as always, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, you guys. Congratulations on all your stuff. Keep up the good work, and I'll do the same. Absolutely, Thanks, appreciate Kyle. it. Give it up for Kyle Martino. Yeah. What's up, Kyle? Woo! <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing legitimacy to our podcast. Kyle, save the day, Martino. <laughs> Love that guy. Thanks, buddy. You had, uh, Kyle mentioned an interesting run in there oh. uh, in Dallas with a certain <laughs> person in this room. Yeah. Uh, Would you care to elaborate? <laughs> I was flying from Dallas to Houston for the game, and Kyle was on my flight, so we were chit chatting, and uh, our flight was canceled. And I was waiting in line, and he's like, all fancy, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to call in, re- rebook my flight, catch you later, man. I'm like, oh, cool, man. <laughs> and then I went to leave. I got my, I got rebooked, got a hotel room, went to get on the shuttle, and Kyle's out sitting by himself, still on hold. And then I said, Kyle, come stay with me, buddy. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You don't need to be starstruck by me. It's cool. <laughs> And, uh, it's not every day you run into Corey Donahue in an airport. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, you see a guy walking around with six fanny packs, <laughs> four maps. I wanted to put myself traveling sandals, um, a hat, some sunscreen, orthopedic traveling sandals, and you see yourself at Corey Donahue sighting. <laughs> so he uh, would not have known about the flight into the other airport had it not been for me. So he's paying us back oh. by being on our shitty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Wow. <laughs> we owe him like another week's stay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, oh, I was so tired, and he just wanted to go out and rage all night. Like, he's like, oh, let's go to the bar, man. It's <laughs> like, no, Kyle, we gotta, you got to get up and work. No, and I gotta, Kyle. i got to go to the soccer game. You have to tomorrow. be to work early. God, he would not listen to me. He's, <laughs> he's crazy, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, thanks, Kyle. And we seriously stayed in a serial killer motel in a smoking room. It was something. That's fantastic. It was. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. And so I just saw a tweet from Sasha Kleschian about two hours ago. U.S. is playing Belgium on September 6th. Oh. And he put out something on Twitter that was like, I'm so excited to play against Belgium in Brussels. Oh, uh, presumptive, wouldn't you say? I've been already talking shit to my teammates. I'm like, yeah, they're going to get the last laugh. <laughs> so negative. I mean, do you think he played that? Uh, did he even play? He played really good that one game when he stepped in. Um, was it Jamaica? I mean, no, he came in as a sub in one of the game, one of the early games. I don't remember which one it was. Panama, I think. Panama. And he, oh, he, was, yeah. he, he well, was good. The, the shittiest game. But he was he, he did come on and, and do a job. But I mean, it's a little presumptive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little stretch. <laughs> That's what we call it. stretch. I agree. 
We got to get. I thought it was interesting. The old mailbag. Oh, here's no. Well, I've already gone through this, them all. <laughs> well, this guy must be a new listener because he's asking why isn't RFK our national stadium? Garrett Quinn. What a noob. He must be new to the American Outlaws podcast. So we've only discussed that every podcast. Garrett, we only filled the first four podcasts with that question. <laughs> hey, but Zach, do you think RFK should be our national stadium? If we could, we would. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's completely impossible in this country. You should have seen the outrage from... It just Okay, let's take a state the size of California. Okay? California. A big state. Bigger than a lot of countries. Yeah. They continually play U.S. games in, in L.A. And San Francisco, that's about four hours away, is absolutely bonkers pissed <laughs> because they have to travel four game, four hours for that game. <laughs> now, what if every single game was at RFK? <laughs> for those same San Francisco. Let me, really quick, this will only take 55 seconds, let me go through the AO chapters. <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> Tulsa, Omaha, Kansas City, (laughs) Dallas, Houston, Des Moines. (laughs) Keep going. I mean, it's impossible. Our country's way too big. Can't be done. Support's great. Can't be done. Don't want to. Who is that? Garrett Quinn. Anyway, who needs it? What a Uh, scrub. What was your moment of the tournament? My moment of the tournament. I have two. If you want to think about it, it's a weird one. But it's losing to Panama was my moment of the tournament. That's when I knew we were absolutely done. That is a weird no one. way about it. Jeez, but we we're not. I'm we supposed weren't to be the pessimist team. on this show. <laughs> You're just a pessimist in, pessimist in life. Yeah. I, you know, give me my 45 minutes. Go ahead, and then I'll go back to my happy, happy. Well, shit. <laughs> that ain't not good. <laughs> did I mention I played 81 holes of golf this weekend? <laughs> My moments of the tournament, Lando's goal against Mexico, obviously, felt so good. Yes. Yeah. Dempsey's goal against Panama, because I never see him celebrate like that. And This is your moment of the tournament? Two separate happenings? Yeah. Moments. I said I had two. Oh, oh okay. I'm trying to bring a little sun, but it's out still raining outside. <laughs> it is. And inside, some would say. That's just a big, dark cloud. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, Big dark clouds. Bob Bradley, you know how we were talking about his pregame speeches must just be awful. Oh, I've seen him. Do you think Tim Howard? I've seen him on Michael Cameron's show. <laughs> do you think Tim Howard should do the, the pregame speeches? Yes. His boxing speeches give me Absolutely. chills. Absolutely. I love that guy. Bring Frankie Haddock back. Oh. Yeah. Get some fucking Get emotion some in there. Get some Marley just going. Something. Yeah. Just anything, it's honestly. That team is so flat right now. <laughs> it is it's just incredible. It's hard to watch. There's nothing. Like, I disagree with it being flat to be fair. They, they It was flat was until until Dempsey's goal against Panama when he grabbed Donovan and pointed at him yeah, for making that, that assist was, and Freddie's through ball. That was my moment. That summed up you know, really the collective what U.S. soccer should be, and we haven't seen it since, and we won't see it for... I thought it built more... I thought it started the minute that he scored the goal against Jamaica where he rounded the goalie, and you could tell he was relieved to finally have scored after all those chances. Remember that cross from uh, Adela? And he rounded the goalie, and he ran all the way to midfield when he usually just trots to the corner, and, like, I don't know. I thought after that, this team, like, they all, you know, they're all in it for the long haul, which I like. So that yeah. was another big. And we and we we on, we could have won the gold cup without Dolo going down. I mean, we 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 could oh, have yeah. hung we on to win in, the gold cup, but 
It wasn't to be. We should have sat in after that second goal. I'm telling you, like. Yeah, Bob even said he, he said straight up that we're going for it. They were going for three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we do have a question from Evan Ream, who, by the way, did a very funny thing. And I don't know if I told you this in Pasadena. You may our uh, hardcore podcast listeners may recall that we had a bet going with Mr. Evan Ream. Yes, about we did. How many goals? Uh, uh, Josie Altador, Josimer Altador would score this tournament, and he said four or more, and we and we said four or less, or we said less than four. Right, and uh, he bet us a twelver of PBR, which he delivered at the final. At a boy came up, brought up a Way twelve to come through on your bet. And he goes, "Open it, open it," and I'm like, "I'm like, thanks, man. I, I already got this one. I'll open it when I get no. I'll, I'll open it when I get to it." And he goes, "No, no, no. Open it, open it." Okay, so I open it, and there's a Smirnoff ice on the top. Yes! <laughs> yeah, I got it. ice by Evan Ream. That's great. <laughs> it was great. It was uh, really funny. That's fantastic. There's some redeeming things we can get out of this uh, this tournament, but I would fucking love to push the fast-forward button oh, to June of 2012. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. It's going to be a long year. We could have had Copa America right now, but they're bastards and didn't invite us the good thing is that our brains are always churning and the american allies have some good shit coming up in the future to keep you all exercised we do what we can we will until breck shea becomes our leading scorer oh my god he's on his way up man we might as well top alum thinks so yeah we should. Um, I noticed you just glazed over that on the Twitter <laughs> box. Didn't even pay any attention. Ah, no, my thing froze. <laughs> um, just like Brexay against uh, <laughs> uh, Costa Rica or whoever we were playing in Philly, and now we have to play him again. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I'm, was it fuck? That wasn't that wasn't Costa Rica. I don't even Chile, care. I don't remember. Chile was in L.A. <laughs> it wasn't Chile either. In Philly, I don't. Remember. I think it was Costa Rica. They Brooke. were red. Where's our fact check? And it wasn't Turkey. Broken, get on the Google. God. Oh, I was thinking what that. The fuck. So we started this podcast so dark, and I was, and it was raining, and I was thinking if I open the windows, we started talking, it'd start the sun would come out, get all nice out. It just hasn't happened. Corey, the sun will come out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow being World Cup. The sun will come out tomorrow. I don't know, man. God. It's all right. You know what is awesome? What? The Jay Demerit story, Rise and Shine. Yeah. A lot of viewing parties for that. You know what else is awesome? Nike soccer. You know what else is awesome? Little Feet. Great organization. Keep pumping them. You know what else is awesome? Brand new socks. <laughs> you know what else is awesome? Oh, fuck. Chapter-wide indoor soccer tournaments? Yes! I didn't know you were going to spill the beans like that. <laughs> well, it's not for sure. I don't know. I well, okay. Well, I guess we are now. <laughs> uh, we haven't found a date yet, but we are going to do a chapter-wide national American Outlaws tournament. We're not guaranteed yet, but we're looking at it. Yes. So, if you have ideas, send them to hashtag Corey and Zach's first annual national AO soccer tournament live from Lincoln, Nebraska. Don't forget that. <laughs> send them to Corey Donahue Junkmail at Hotmail.com. <laughs> Send all your ideas there. <laughs> no, we really are. And if you guys can wrap your head... If anybody was at the American Outlaws rally in Vegas this year, if you can imagine an event put on the, by the American Outlaws, it is one to not miss. It's a good time. One not to miss. Good However, 
I don't know. I wouldn't miss it. You wouldn't miss it. Oh, so no. it's one one miss not two. But we are going to do this in our own backyard. We're going to have uh, some crazy events out at the uh, OG American Allies National Super Bar. We think this is all well in the works. Yep, exactly. But as we're as podcast listeners, we're giving you the scoop. the first to know. <laughs> so come up with your teams. Seven on seven. Actually, we're thinking six on six indoor. Well, yeah. Bring your everybody. Now, guys, gals. How much are we going to win that by? Me and Brunk can discuss this because we're probably too good. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest problem. American Outlaws Lincoln (laughs) might have a team, but you are going to be suckered into playing with myself, Justin Brunken. Garrett, our national stadium should be RFK Quinn. (laughs) Brian Hexel. Whiff and Justice. Oh, my God. We're going to be terrible. So we'll have one team for AO National, which will just be a party. And uh, we will be the host for everybody. And um, and then I'm sure Lincoln will have a team. Everyone's staying at Zach's house. And everybody can stay at my house. We'll throw a big barbecue. Oh, okay. Throw a couple shrimps on the barbie. <laughs> um, yeah. My house, my house is full that weekend. We'll make some steak tacos, some garlic hummus with roasted pita chips. That's probably what I'm having tonight. Sounds kind of good. <laughs> I'll be in my backyard if you guys want to come over. Can we ride our bikes over there right now and do that? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Have we, uh, where are we at? (laughs) Let's let's call that good. Uh, No, seriously, though, we we honestly do apologize sincerely, sincerely from the bottom of our hearts for partying with American (laughs) Allies. We'll see you guys soon. We got to erase this, uh, well, A, podcast, and B, this memory from the Gold Cup, so... Party it up. Cheers. Live it up in outlaw land. We'll see you soon. Holla. Mm-hmm.